Welcome back to Read Talk. I'm your host, Whitney Godwin, and today I'm coming at you with another alumni update. I'm really excited about this one today because it's a job we haven't really talked a lot about before on Read Talk. Today we're going to talk with Caitlin Amato. Caitlin is a 2015 College of Media grad and is currently a producer at WKBN TV in Youngstown, Ohio. Hi, Caitlin. How are you today? Hi, Whitney. I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to have you. You are the first producer um, that we were talking to on Read Talk, so that makes me really excited. Um, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, and so I know this is kind of a, a topic that some students might be unfamiliar with, so we're going to unpack what being a producer means um, and all of that good stuff, but really I just want to start with kind of your journey to WVU. So you're not from West Virginia, so how did you find out about WVU? you? How did you know that you wanted to come here? And did you always want to work in journalism? Um, I'm from East Liverpool, Ohio, which is right across the uh, West Virginia border. And honestly, WVU, I think it was just, you know, at the time, oh, of course, everybody's talking about party schools and stuff like that. But I was like, well, maybe it's a really good university. So I kind of just did my own research. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started to do that research, I started to see clips of WVU news. So to answer your question, no, (laughs) I didn't always want to do journalism. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I started to see those videos, I thought maybe that is the way to go. It had always been an option. Um, But when I was in high school, my goal was to be a history teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I started to do the research into the journalism program, Um, And with some help from high school teachers, I decided that writing and news would be the way to go and uh, succeed in life. Yeah, and we we actually see that from a lot of students who are really interested in history and find a home in journalism. And I think now more than ever, and even with investigative journalism, there's definitely a place for that. Um, And they can be related in a lot of ways. So that's really cool. You know, growing up in East Liverpool, there are so many markets um, that are nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, you know, the Youngstown market, Pittsburgh market, the Soonville Wheeling market. So I kind of got a little bit of the small town news along with the bigger city news. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember watching like David Johnson and Peggy Finnegan on PXI when I was little. I watched Eric Minor when he yeah. entered the <laughs> Like, yeah. So it's crazy that like now I'm working in that industry like watching it at home you know um I think WVU really helped solidify that this was what I wanted to do and this was something that I was meant to do so you came you came to WVU and you majored in journalism so did you kind of know what you wanted to do or was it more of a figure it out as you go kind of process when I started at WVU um my goal was to be on air mm-hmm um, and I think that's kind of everybody's goal when they first start. Um, you know, they always want to be the person that you see on TV. And the more that I got into the journalism classes, the more I liked the kind of behind the scenes aspect of it. So when I started WBU News, I was like, I'm going to try and produce. And of course, you know, with Professor D, you always want to do your best work on air as well. Mm-hmm. And I there were times that I made show and I'd go back and I'm like, Oh, I hate the sound of my voice. (laughs) Um, I hate seeing myself. So it it wasn't until 
I started taking the actual classes that I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a producer. Yeah. I totally identify with that. I think when I came to college, I also thought I wanted to be on air and quickly learned that was not for <laughs> me. Um, it's, I also produced in WV news. So that has a special place in my heart. And I, I found that I, behind the scenes, it's definitely more my thing. Um, so you talked a little bit about WV news. Were you involved with any student orgs um, or anything during your time here that you think maybe helped you with that at all? I was a, a member of the Society of Professional Journalists. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was also a member of the uh, National Association of Black Journalists and RTDNA as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I feel like I spent a majority of my time focusing on WVU News. When I took it the first time, and I will get back to this, I didn't fail it or anything like that. <laughs> the first time um, I was an associate producer and then I had the government beat. Um, for my reporting. And I loved it so much. And I was lucky enough, Professor Dahlia um, chose me to be the web producer for the following semester. Um, so I got a little taste of both. And it was nice to be a TA and help the other students focus on what they wanted to do as well. And you're a producer now. So let's unpack that term a little bit for people who might not be familiar with that. What does that look like for you? Like, what are your daily duties as a producer? What is the goal? So the overall goal is to have a clean newscast um, and get the daily news and events out to people at home. So my day, um, I, I guess I can just walk you through the day if you want. Yeah. The first thing I do when I get into the station, after I get everything situated, we have an afternoon conference call where we discuss the stories that have been done for the day, um, anything that we may need to follow up on, check on police reports, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go through the five and six o'clock rundown and discuss any night side stories for our reporters, um, any story ideas that any of us may have, similar to going through beat reports in WB News. My day is simply stacking the show. So I take each individual story um, and decide where it goes in the show, how much time's needed. Um, being the producer, I get to choose the elements that go with it. So that might mean video or some sort of graphic, um, any sound interviews that we may need. Um, and all the while I'm timing the show to make sure that I fill, um, in my case, it's an hour show. I do the 10 o'clock show. And I'm, I'm in contact with our meteorologists to keep, you know, if there's anything going on in weather, you know, maybe a storm's coming, so they need extra time, which is going to impact my show in the long run. Uh, same thing with sports. If there's, you know, a state championship game or something that night, um, just keeping in contact with everyone in the newsroom and quarantine has changed that a little bit, uh -huh. but overall the goal is the same. And so that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's it a, lot. a lot. It, you know, I think that sometimes people aren't aware of how much goes into a newscast, especially on the part of a producer. Um, and so I think that I love the way that you laid it out because it is a lot. It's a lot to um, go through your head in such a short amount of time and try to get it all figured out. Um, so I always find that incredibly impressive. You mentioned in WVU News that you did a little bit of reporting as well. So, you know, I know that at the college, 
college, we teach a lot of classes where you are learning multiple skill sets. So even though you didn't go on to be a reporter, you still did some reporting. So I'm curious how you think that helped you in your role as a producer. You know, I think I would have a different look at the newscast as a whole had I not been a reporter. You know, I kind of feel for our reporters that go out during the day. Um, and it's nice to bounce ideas off of each other. Just because I'm a producer doesn't mean that I don't have story ideas mm-hmm. or ideas for stand-ups or, you know, anything like that. How to shape the story. You focus on like the writing and stuff like that. And I write, I still write too. Um, just because I'm not going out and getting interviews. Um, there are times where our photographers will go out and, you know, they're sent to get a Vosot. Um, and the interview is really, really good. So we decide to make a package of it. And sometimes we just don't have the staff to do that, um, especially with quarantine and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I will write the package. And had I not been a reporter, I might not have known what it takes to write that package and get everything the way that you want it. Um, So I think that really helps me day to day. And like I said, I'm not just stacking a show and having the reporters fill it. Like there are times where I have to write the story as well based off of a police report or news release that we get. Especially in, you know, local and regional news, it it really is a whole team effort. Not that it's not in national news, but there's a few more hands um, on deck there. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a a team effort. And I'm glad that you pointed that out um, and talk about how sometimes you do have to use some of those other skills. A lot of students ask us, both incoming students and students who are current students, you know, what skills should I really, really be working on? So um, as somebody who went through the journalism program and um, has been in the industry for a while, what would you tell a student? Like what skills should they really try to work on and and focus on when they're in college? I think this goes for a producer or a reporter. Mm -hmm. Um, My number one skill that I would focus on, and I probably should have focused on more in college myself, Um, is time management till you're in that newsroom and there's breaking news happening, but your story still needs to get done. You don't really know how to handle that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in college, you know, with WVU News, you're like, oh, well, I have a few days to do this package. And that's not how it is. Um, You know, you're given just a few hours to get a story done, sometimes not even a few hours. Mm -hmm. So time management is my number one. I would focus on the writing. That's your big goal and tell the news like you're talking to your mom. That's the best advice I can give. Writing is a very big part of it, but the time management is still my number one. It is, you know, when you're in college and you're doing some of these things, you also have five other classes, right? So the deadline is longer um, and it can kind of lull you into that false sense of oh, it's going to be fine. I'm really good at this. Um, and then you get actually thrown into a live live broadcast and you're like, well, this is not quite what I thought. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a really great point. So I think too, Whitney, like the um, one thing that mm-hmm. the breaking news live aspect of that, mm-hmm. I didn't have that in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first, you know, breaking news situation was nerve wracking because I was given very little information and it was, we need to get this on right now. And it 
like you need to go (laughs) and I was I remember thinking oh my gosh I don't know if I can do this I don't know how fast I can type Um, (laughs) I don't know what's going on that's nerve-wracking but luckily I worked on those time management skills and I didn't have to worry about the rest of the show so I, I was lucky in that sense that I managed to have the rest of my show done so that when those breaking news situations happen, I can focus on the breaking news. Yeah. I can't imagine how stressful that has to be Um, and how stressed you guys have probably been over the last year. It feels like there has been breaking news almost every single day of the last (laughs) year. Um, And so just super thankful for all of you guys that that keep the news going. Um, I know that's not always a popular sentiment among the public, (laughs) but um, I know how hard everybody works at at news stations and really I'm just so amazed at, at how good everybody does at getting all the information information out um, and how important it is. So um, cannot appreciate you guys enough. Um, so I, a lot of students, I think, you know, are afraid to kind of talk to people uh, when they're in college. And I don't know if you experienced this. I know I, I experienced it a little bit, um, especially in my younger years. I was almost afraid to network um, with with grads, with people in the industry. So um, what advice do you have for students about networking while they're in college? I'm similar to you. I was absolutely terrified to reach out to people. Um, and I wish that I would have done it more in college. Um, now that I'm out of school, I feel a little bit more comfortable doing that. Um, still a work in progress, but it's really amazing how small the news world actually is mm-hmm. um and I mean just the people you meet you never know when you might need a connection somewhere the connections you meet whether you're in school out of school they can help you down the road um I'm forever grateful to Eric Miner mm-hmm. he helped me oh sorry <laughs> I get pushed up um I was trying to move home from Columbus for personal reasons. And out of the blue, Eric reached out to me and said, I have an executive producer in Pittsburgh that's looking for an associate producer. Would it be okay to pass along your information? I said, yes, please. And I had an interview the next week and was able to move home within a month. Yeah, Eric is is so great. And for those of you listening to the podcast, if you um, aren't familiar with Eric, I'll be sure to include his contact information in our show notes, but Eric is our careers and services director. And so, you know, as Caitlin has mentioned here, you know, he's really great for internships and stuff while you're in college, but also post-grad, Eric is always looking out for our grads. And the benefit of being a small college is that we can keep up with the, our people um, and know what they're interested in, know what they want to do, um, and, and be able to have those personal connections. So Caitlin, I, I'm glad that you kind of brought that up a little bit because the one thing that I think students struggle with sometimes too is is the progression of a news career uh, because it's not always like a normal career, right? Where you go and you get your dream job right away and you are at that same location until you retire um, or you are at that same location for 10 years, especially when you're, you're first starting out in news, you know, it tends to move um, quite a bit, we move around yes. quite a bit. So can you walk us through kind of your progression 
progression from, you know, when you graduated in WVU News to where you are now, um, and just maybe talk a little bit about those moves um, and what, what it's like to kind of change stations? Sure. Um, so I graduated December of 2015 um, and moved back to East Liverpool because at that time I didn't have a job. Um, I had applied like crazy through that semester and nothing just uh, seemed to shake out the way that I wanted it to. Luckily, I got a call from TOV in Steubenville, mm-hmm. uh, went in for the interview. I also thank Eric Miner for this one as well. Went in and interviewed there and I started working there in February of 2016 um, as the 10 o'clock producer. Quickly, that plate grew and I started doing the six and the 10 o'clock Monday through Friday. Um, and I was there for about a year and a half doing several different uh, producing positions and actually working as like a editing manager during the day, my last couple months there. Um, and then I was promoted through Sinclair uh, to our station in Columbus. And I produced weekends in Columbus and a few days during the week. And then, like I said earlier, uh, because of some personal um, circumstances, I wanted to move home mm-hmm. and was lucky enough to get a job as an associate producer in Pittsburgh. And just to differentiate, when I was producing in TOV, at TOV and in Columbus, I was producing one show. Um, it was my show. I was the producer in the booth. Uh, as an AP, I was basically just writing stories for the newscast, um, helping and jumping in where needed. So I was at PXI for two years, um, and I just celebrated my one year at WKBN WYTV in Youngstown, uh, where I'm the 10 o'clock producer there. That's awesome. That's, that's a lot. What a career already. And I just, I love hearing people's progressions because I think it shows just the availability, um, within the industry and the ability to, to move. So the ability to move when you need to, or the ability to move when you want to, um, as long as you go in and you do your job and you work really hard. Um, and like you said, you have those time management skills and those writing skills, Um, I think that's the coolest part of the industry is the ability to move around and see other places and meet other people. Um, Because like you said, at the end of the day, the news industry is pretty small. It it seems large, but it's actually really small. Um, Especially in our region. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's crazy because there are sometimes or, you know, people might think, wow, she's been to four different stations in five. It's like, is she not good? You know, are things not working out? And that's not the case at all. Um, You know, some people just move and, you know, there are some places, I mean, there are still some new stations that don't have contracts for producers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if things aren't working out the way you want it to, maybe you don't like the area or something, there are options. And I mean, everywhere you go, there's news. So it's really cool to say that I've been to all, like, even though it's just been in like Ohio or um, the Northern panhandle of West Virginia, like I'm still seeing all this stuff happen and it's amazing. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a really good point too. It's so funny that that you had to say that because I do think so many people don't understand that's how news works. And so they're like, oh, like that anger was only there for a year. She was only there for a year. Like what? I wonder what happened, but like nothing actually happened. It's just, they moved on. They moved to another station Um, all the time. Yes. Especially when you're first out of school, you know, Uh you go to these smaller markets and sometimes you wind up staying there for years. Sometimes you're there for a year and you're like, all right, I want to move on. I want to learn more. And that's what you do. Um, you know, Eric Moke, for an example, was at TOV for five years after okay. she was at video and now she's in Kalamazoo and loving it. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people like I was at TOV for a year and a half and left. So mm-hmm. it, it just depends on each person and no one's better or worse than somebody else based on their time at a station. And that's a great way to put it. And I'm I'm really glad we had this conversation because I I do think it's important for, you know, parents and students to understand um, how this works because, you know, not everyone comes from a media background. A lot of people come from, uh, you know, like an industry like teaching or being a lawyer and and those jobs do kind of lend themselves to, well, you can move if you want to, but at the end of the day, you're still kind of doing a similar thing. Whereas, you know, while you were either a producer or an associate producer, producer, no matter where you were, um, and you had similar responsibilities, you were still doing a lot of different things. Um, and I think that really just speaks to the variety of opportunities and jobs within news. Um, it's so much more than people realize. It's so much more than, you know, two reporters who read from the anchor desk. Um, so much goes on behind the scenes. So um, do you have a, a favorite moment while you've been a producer in the industry? Call me crazy. I love breaking news. Um, <laughs> no matter how stressful it is, um, when it's done and I can sit back and be like, just like breathe for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, my anchor actually put it perfectly this week. We had a very stressful week, just different breaking news situations happening every day. And, um, you know, Friday night, he was like, when you go home and you sit down on that couch, you're going to just take a deep breath and go, <sighs> let out this big sigh. He was like, you're going to be like, I put in a good week's worth of work. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the best feeling. Um, there's definitely a little bit of competition to it too. Yeah. Um, being the first station to get it on and get it on accurately. Um, you know, beating the competition station is always a good feeling too, but rush of breaking news really gets me going. I really get excited with breaking news. Um, <laughs> Even though it doesn't seem like it at the time, I'm, I'm sure my coworkers are like, all right, let's not mess with her right now because my hair goes <laughs> up in the bun and my fingers are going the fastest lightning. So <laughs> I love that. I do think there is in all of us who choose to go into media, that competitive edge, right? Like we want to, we want to get it done. We are going to get it done. We are going to be successful. What advice do you have for students who are coming out of high school this year, um, looking to go into news, looking to maybe be a producer after listening to this, or at least checking into it. What advice do you have for them? Maybe just about, you know, going to college, because that can be a a hard transition. Getting involved is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't be afraid to ask questions or reach out for help. Um, I was always 
afraid to say I need extra help or I don't know where to find this or where to go. It's, it's rough, but try not to be afraid of making friends and making those connections, whether it's in the journalism school or your other classes, you know, everybody's there to help. I don't think I met a single bad person at WVU. (laughs) Um, And focus on your studies, breathe, take time for yourself when needed. Um, I think that's one thing a lot of people in college miss actually. Um, and you know, it is, oh, I only have, you know, three and a half or four years here. So I want to make the best of it and absolutely do that. But I think so many kids get burned out because they don't take that time for themselves. Um, like you mentioned, and I think that's even true in the, once you get into the industry, um, not protecting kind of that time for yourself. Um, oh, for sure. You know, and lead to burnout. Yeah. My, my first station, I was constantly checking our app and, you know, my phone was always on. I was checking emails and stuff like that. And, um, I started to feel the burnout at my second station. I'd only been out of school for two years. Mm-hmm. And there were days I remember calling my mom and I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you don't hate it. You don't hate it. And I'm like, no, I do. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And it it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do something else. And, you know, there are still times I feel like every time I go to a different station, I'm like, I don't want to do news anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I always end up doing news because I love it. Um, Uh (laughs) But I've learned to uh, disconnect from not just news, but social media and stuff like that. When I start to feel like that, Um, you know, taking a break, getting off my phone for a little bit, Um, you know, reading a book or something just to help, especially this past year with, you know, coronavirus and everything. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot to take in. And sometimes you just have to take some time for yourself and they shouldn't, don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I, something that I, I don't want our listeners to miss because I I do think it's so easy to fall into that especially you know like you mentioned social media when you work in media all day and your job is partially based on social media and web um, you know it's really hard to want to have those interactions later on Um, it's super easy to get burned out if you don't take time away um, from those interactions for sure. Um, so that's kind of some great advice for, you know, college kids and people going into the industry, but we will be graduating some grads very soon again, um, here in about a month. So what advice do you have for somebody graduating, trying to break into the industry? Be patient. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get every job that you apply for. There are going to be news directors that love you and some that'll critique all of your work. Mm -hmm. Uh, So be patient. Again, reach out for help. Talk to Eric Miner, talk to Professor Dahlia, talk to any professor at that school. I'm sure they have connections somewhere um, and can help that way too. And they give the best advice. Um, You know, something that Professor Dahlia gave to me, you know, installed in my head. One of the first times I met her was if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always early for every single interview. Uh-huh. And they always say, Oh, it's nice that you're early. And I'm <laughs> like, yes, that's great. Like that's my first positive for my interview. Uh-huh. So even little things like that, they're like, 
oh, she's real, you know, strict about being on time. It's like, well, no, those things matter. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I've heard her say that so many times. And so that's why I'm, that's why I'm laughing because I can remember her saying it in my WB News class and then probably 800 times since then. But yeah, oh, at least. <laughs> so true. Um, little things like that really can make a difference. If you'd like to connect with Caitlin, you can find her on LinkedIn or you can send me an email at w. Godwin, G-O-D-W-I-N at mail.wvu.edu. And I can connect you with her from there. That's going to do it for this episode of Read Talk. Stay tuned for next time.